This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Carl's here. So this is shocking, although mm -hmm. we have done a documentary on this on a level it doesn't surprise me that much. Lisa Marie Presley The is, timing is what makes it shocking. Was furious about this movie that came out about her mom and her dad, the movie Priscilla, mm -hmm. and threatened um, Sofia Coppola, who was the director of this, that if they release the movie as is, she was going to come out publicly and slam it. Hmm. And she actually let Sophia know this. And then just a few months later, Lisa Marie Presley died shockingly. So just puts, it puts a good perspective on, lets you know where um, Lisa Marie and Priscilla and it, were yeah. um, <laughs> at the time that she died. And we so, talked about this because you remember they went to the Golden Globes together and they looked like everything was fine. And they and were we, not. And, and they we, weren't. We, right. know, we know that and we've reported that. But look, to, in case you don't know, Priscilla Presley met Elvis when she was 14 years old. He was an adult. I think he was 24. And um, a lot of people think, well, wait a minute. How did That's... this relationship work when she's 14? Well, she has said that they didn't have sex until right. she was an adult. But according to Lisa Marie, the way she saw this script, he, Elvis came yeah. off like a predator so creepy. So four months before, Variety got an email that Lisa Marie Presley sent to Sofia Coppola about the movie after she read the script. She said, my father only comes across as a predator and manipulative. As his daughter, I don't read this and see any of my father in this character. I don't read this and see my mother's perspective of my father. I read this and see your shockingly vengeful and contemptuous perspective, and I don't understand why. I will be forced to be in a position where I will have to openly say how I feel about the film and go against you, my mother, and this film publicly. So that's in no uncertain terms. She hated the script. Definitely scathing, and like you guys said, she was definitely not on the same page as uh, Priscilla, who, by the way, stands behind this movie. She's co-signed it. She's been to all the screenings, um, and she's she helped uh, Sofia Coppola make this film. It's based on her, I think, her memoir, yeah, Elvis and Me. Exactly. Um, look, as far as like the quote-unquote grooming allegations, they are what they are. Elvis did, in fact, court Priscilla when she was underage, uh, and Priscilla says they didn't have sex until she was of age. But that doesn't that doesn't really negate the fact that he was courting a minor for quite a long time, which frankly is creepy and it's ugly. And in, in 2023, a lot of things look ugly in the past, but from what I've heard about this movie, it's very good, it's coming out in theaters this weekend. And by the way, Jacob Elordi, who plays Elvis, supposedly does a really good job, so much so that people are saying he actually might've might have bested Austin Butler, but that's sort of beside the point though. Um, you know, Lisa Marie Presley aired these grievances before she died, now that she's gone, uh, you know, there's really no one to stand and well, what I, but it, 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 it underscores to me, though, 
that, you know, th th there was a whitewashing going on here. And, I, and honestly, Priscilla Presley contributed to this, saying, oh, my daughter and I got along and everything else. They didn't get along. They were at odds for most of her life, uh, even when she was a kid and was going to these Scientology meetings and whatnot. Um, it was a very fractured relationship. Um, and it's been whitewashed to say something that it isn't. And I, I just find that, I think this is the honesty of the relationship right. that is shining through. Right, and as far as, and obviously what Lisa Marie saw in the script, she didn't like, um, she never of course got to see the final, final cut of the film. Um, I haven't seen it. I know, Jacob, you, you've seen it. Is there something to what Lisa Marie saw in the script? To me, it was shocking because I didn't even understand this about Elvis, but in the movie, he clearly is abusive, manipulative, and I think to people like me and others who are going to go see it this weekend, it's eye-opening. It's interesting, too. When Lisa Marie died and her daughter Riley was at odds with Priscilla over who was going to control the trust and the estate and all, mm -hmm. and they were arguing back and forth, we know one of the things Priscilla wanted was to move the body of either Elvis's mother or father, which is at Graceland, and, and right. he's in the middle, so that she could be on one side or the other. And the estate said, no way. But it's just so interesting that she wrote it this way, portraying him this way, and then she wanted to be buried next to him this way, right. which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dawn from Trinidad and Tobago. I have such mixed feelings about this topic. Of course, Lisa Marie would want to protect her dad from anything that may seem scandalous. But this is her mother's story to tell. The movie is based on her mom's memoir and is titled Priscilla. I mean, how can you really find that? Priscilla also stood strong alongside Coppola, like you guys said, throughout the film's production. So that was a losing battle for Lisa from the start. It breaks my heart, though, because she may have liked the final version of the film. I haven't seen it as yet, but she may mm. have actually said, yeah, this is okay. I don't think, based on I what mean, Jacob just said, that yeah, she that would she say wouldn't. that. And by the way, she probably didn't like Priscilla's memoir either, so which the movie's based on. So of course she wasn't precise. Into that we say tough. The movie's out. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going to move on. Yes. Uh, moving on now to uh, we think some baby news for the Kardashians. Uh, they have not made it official, but there are a lot of breadcrumbs here that point to Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker having their little baby boy, who we believe is going to be named Rocky. So let's start with last Monday. We started getting these tips. Or this, just this past this Monday. This past Monday. Right. That we started getting these tips that um, Courtney and Travis were at Cedar sinai Medical Center. Which, there were people who saw them there, they say. And Cedars that, is where all of the Kardashian women have gone to have their babies. Right. All, right. I think with maybe one exception, all of them. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we hear that and we start wondering and we call people in the Kardashian world and they were more sketchy than usual about it. <laughs> uh, we were not getting straight answers, and it made us think there's something Something's going up. on, but we didn't Something's have enough up. to report at right. the time. Well, guess what? We got these photos, which are very telling. So we saw Travis Barker arriving at Cedars Sinai, which this is a huge medical hospital this is out yesterday. here in LA. This By was way, yesterday. Hey, yes. Let's break down the photo so people know what they're looking at here. This is Travis's SUV, but you've got to look 
in the, in the reflection. The, in the reflection, so you see him, you know he's the one driving. Exactly. And by the way, the Kardashians always give birth at this hospital. Um, and then also, guess who else we got arriving at the hospital? Yesterday. Kylie Jenner yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of telling a lot here, right, without saying it. And we know that Travis has said in the past that her due date was on Halloween. It's possible that, you know, she had an induced labor this week. That the baby either arrived on well, Halloween and, or was induced and on not Halloween. Just that. The they said they wanted it to be a Halloween baby. They checked in Monday, Halloween was Tuesday, and if it was an induced labor, it kind of adds up. And guess what, you guys? We kind of already know the name of the baby because Travis had said in the past that he wanted to name the baby boy that they're having um, Rocky after the guitarist from the band Suicidal Tendencies. So we kind of already know the name. We kind of know she maybe gave birth. Now we're just waiting for them to post on Instagram and finally get it out there. At the very least, like just Travis being there, you could say, all right, maybe she went into labor, but she didn't actually have the baby. But then Kylie, Kylie up. showing up yeah. says, okay, she came to see the baby. So. But all of those little pieces, you know, we're not saying they did because we haven't gotten that confirmation, but there are a whole lot, as you say, a whole lot of breadcrumbs uh, that make us think uh, she has had a baby. Hey guys, Lee Jackson, Vancouver, BC. Uh, you're right, I don't, there's a lot of things that make us think like she might have a baby, but there might be more family members. They might just be coming to check up on her because maybe she didn't have the baby yet. There might be more family members that are coming uh, when she does have the baby. That way they can kind of like, you know, welcome the baby into the world. We don't know yet, but it's good speculation. And, you know, the, Travis is supposed to be there anyway because he's the husband, right? right? Right. You know he would be there. It was Kylie is the bigger clue. Hey, Matthew, you, you said you're in Vancouver? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver. I'm Are on you, uh, down, um, LA you're right at the now. airport, right? Yeah, we're about to go do the uh, TMZ tour actually tomorrow. Oh, really? Are you kidding? Wait, oh, which yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Which, which one? We have two we tours. Have two tours. We have the celebrity tour and the selfie tour now. Yeah, it's the celebrity tour we're going for. All right. Well, we're also highly recommending the selfie tour. Right. The selfie celebrity tour is great. You can do both, and you can end up with a portfolio <laughs> of all the iconic places in Hollywood. We didn't plan this, guys. We really didn't. Seriously. But that's really cool, Matthew. Uh, that's yeah, awesome, man. I hope you have a good time. Yeah. I recognize. I recognize that you were in the airport. I, I love that airport. Harvey thought that was a pool. It looked like a you. swimming pool. To He's me. like, is that a swimming pool? Man? I'm like, no. He's in the airport. Have fun in LA. All right, man. Matthew Perry uh, always said that he wanted his legacy to be about helping people, not about friends. He wanted to be remembered for helping people, especially people who were um, battling addiction because he had had so much experience with it himself and felt that he was in the perfect person to help others. And one of the things he wanted to do, um, he did not get to do before he died, but people close to him now have uh, made this made this happen uh, and they wanted to do it to honor Matthew and that is to launch a foundation that is dedicated solely to helping people battling addiction issues and they have now launched it, it is live. And we should say this was something he wanted to do yeah. um, with the help of some members of his team. So they were in the early stages of planning this foundation because, you know, it's funny because when, when um, we were listening to some of the interviews that he did. I think a year ago he said, I want to be remembered for, yeah. for helping people and not friends. Mm -hmm. That's what I want my top line to be for the legacy. I, I was thinking, you know, that's imp so improbable because friends, friends is, is so what huge. it is. Right. But then I started thinking, 
Betty Ford was first lady of the United States. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. Yet she's remembered for the Betty Ford Foundation. Yep. And it that could be the same with him. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and now this thing is, uh, it is live. Uh, and from what we have heard, the response already is tremendous. Yeah, and there's a donation link on the website, and I'm sure it's been racking up thousands today. And I also think just since he's passed, we've heard these amazing stories, particularly from Hank Azaria, who said that uh, Matthew brought him to his first AA meeting. And just going off what you said, Harvey, on how people's uh, celebrities, their legacies live on through their foundations. One organization that I thought of was the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many others, so it's great that Matthew's going to live on through this way. That's actually really good. I, I actually didn't think of um, uh, Michael J. Michael Fox, J. Fox who's but it's already, cool. but and Michael J. Fox, thankfully, still with us. But his foundation has been doing it's a really good such point. incredible and you work. You think Back to the Future, Family Ties, and all that. But I think you remember him now for what he's doing yeah, for Parkinson's. For Parkinson's. And I, I got to tell you, we've been in touch with members of his team, and they are so dedicated to this. They, yeah, uh, you know, aside from the tragedy and the grief and everything else, they are so well. This dedicated is that to this gives them purpose and, and they know that it's what Matthew wanted. I think it probably helps them through the mourning process yeah. as well. Uh, speaking of mourning, um, we have seen another one of the friends now and remember that the whole cast put out a, um, a joint statement earlier this week where they just said simply, we are devastated by the loss of a family member and we're taking time to process. But uh, slowly we're seeing them sort of out and about trying to carry on with their lives. Yesterday, Matthew LeBlanc, uh, Matt LeBlanc was in uh, Sherman Oaks, was uh, seen driving around, and all of the friends that we've seen, the cast members we've seen, it is still written all over their faces how grim this is and what that they're dealing with it. Um, um, we also have seen now uh, David Schwimmer. David who was, Schwimmer was out. out. Yeah. Um, you know, and look, they are uh, they're devastated. I know that they are planning some kind of either uh, the. the we, we did some checking. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like they've cemented what they're doing with the funeral and or the memorial, um, but I know they're working on it. I don't think they've come up with a firm plan exactly on what they're going to do because well, this was such a And I'm sure the there are so thing. many people who want to be to be there and be involved. Right. That's sort of trying to organize all that. Roy Williamson, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, I just saw Matthew Perry in L.A. not too long ago, so it kind of shocked that he passed away. It's sad that he passed away, but... I think it's a very good thing with the opioid addiction that we have right now in America that he's launching yeah. a campaign. I think it's really cool. Where'd you see Rest him? Rest piece to Matthew Perry. Where'd you see him? Uh, at Boa, at Boa Steakhouse. Oh, oh, you're kidding! Yeah. In Santa Monica. Which, uh, which one? Yeah, uh, Sa Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. All right. Huh. On Sunset. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. When was that? How long ago? It was in July. The end of July. Got it. Yeah. No. It is. Yeah. This this one. It's it's. In, I was talking to somebody in the phone about an hour ago, and. You know, they were, we were talking just about there were certain deaths, like Kobe, right. and it's just hard to process. Yeah. Um, okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to the mystery of Alan Ruck and this uh, car accident that he had. God, I wish the, we could solve this mystery today. Uh, the, <laughs> I know, I wish we could. Um, and I know what you're thinking. So if you missed it, Alan Ruck, the Succession star and uh, Ferris Bueller star, driving his brand new, actually, I don't know if it's brand new, but he had a Rivian and ended up right in the side of this pizza place uh, in on, Hollywood. On Halloween night in a hugely populated area. Right, um, and really just the fact that it didn't hit anybody on the sidewalk, anybody in the, in the pizza joint um, is 
just it's crazy. Remarkable. So we've seen the surveillance video and we can't figure out, he clearly is accelerating through, hits that car, still accelerating and goes into the pizza place. What happened? Well, Alan is okay. He was out and about yesterday in LA and a photog saw him and tried to get some answers. Unfortunately, we didn't get the answer we wanted, but we didn't here's get the question we wanted. Here's the, <laughs> which is why we didn't get the answer. Uh, but here's what Alan had to say. I'm fine. And thank God nobody was killed. Yeah. 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 It's good to see you're still walking. Um, I saw the pictures. They were pretty bad. Yeah. This isn't from the accident. This is because I'm getting older. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It's good to see you though. You're, you know, you look fine. So. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Your second major accident, right? The first one was the I guess that's what people were saying. I didn't see it. I didn't see that you were walking. Okay, guys. Ah! What happened? I know you I mean, we've had all of our theories in the office, but to be honest, Harvey, even if they had asked him, because of insurance, do you really think he's going to say on camera what yeah. actually happened? Well, you, but you still got to ask him. Devin, you got to ask also, him and have him say was, that. He yeah. was also more than willing to chat. I mean, yeah, he, no, he's always a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, for how severe the crash was, it's crazy that he's just out walking about a day later. I know he, I don't know if he was joking about the limp being from him being old or if it was maybe from the crash. But the only thing we, the only really update we have is that LAPD did come out and say that they're going to be filing no charges. So really the only answer now that we need is what the hell happened. What happened? Wait, so there's no charge. I mean, obviously he'll have to pay or insurance will pay for the property damage, but. He's not going to be charged with the crime. Well, there were a couple LAPD of people who had said. minor injuries, so we don't know what they're going to do. They may, you know, they may follow. They up may too. file something, but um, yeah, they're not going to file criminal charges. You know, we don't know what it was. We know it wasn't drugs or alcohol because they said there right. was no evidence of that. So at least we know that. What happened? I think it's also interesting because it's an EV vehicle he has, right? And so a lot of people look at that and go, like, all right, did something go wrong? They don't know. It's definitely a bad answer. I gotta let it go. I gotta let this go. I got to let it go. Someone's triggered. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Prusak from California. And when I saw this video, I first thought it had to be a DUI or it had to be a medical emergency. But them saying that it wasn't, it just makes me question if it's time for him and his family to have that conversation. He's not that old. He's not that old. I'm just saying, I mean, he had two cars before he hit the building. So. I don't know. I, I think it might be time for that conversation about him. To, yeah, about taking the keys, the old take the keys conversation. The, the older I get, the more I'm against this. Against that conversation? Yes. <laughs> it's interesting because we were all talking, actually. Oh, really? Probably driving out of the parking lot the other day. Oh, really? Well, the Beatles have done it again. They have stirred up a lot of conversation, although it's not all good. It is being called the final Beatles song, was released yesterday. If you haven't heard, here's a little bit of the song. By the way, I got in the car last night to drive home. And it was the first song that was on the radio. Um, so it is getting airplay. But Sheryl Crow was on The Tonight Show. And she, she actually, slammed it. She slammed it. Um, she slammed it and slammed the whole concept of AI. You know that um, they used AI to enhance 
John Lennon's voice. He had recorded this as a demo in 1978. They did not, the create, they did not create his voice. Correct. They enhanced it they by cleaned taking up the out tape. background. And right. So you could hear him more authentically. Right. Um, Sheryl Crow is against this in a big way. Evolution, which is a song about AI, speaking about the Beatles. Yeah. And it's been so disturbing to me. I mean, I don't know how you musicians feel about it, but um, I did a session the other day, and this young songwriter had this incredible song, but she needed a guy to sing on it so that she could pitch it to male singers in Nashville. Yeah. Paid $5, put in John Mayer's name, and she played it for me. And my, <clears throat> you, there's no way you could tell it the difference it's this is what scary, ai can do right? and it really it really scared me only because you know for me um art is like soul is it's attached to the soul so when you get into something that's so much more advanced than our brains are at this point um it takes the soul out of it you know and it's, it's scary, scary. Hmm. Uh. so evolution is a song she's written about artificial intelligence and technology advancing too fast which is one argument against this, her point is slippery slope. You started using it for this, and it's going to become that. Mm. Uh, joining us uh, to discuss this is our good friend Martin Clancy. He is an AI ethics in the music industry expert. Uh, we've had him on before, and he's back to uh, discuss the Beatles. Uh, Martin, welcome back. Hey, Martin. How you doing? Good to see you again. Good to yeah. see you. So um, what say you about uh, using AI to um, enhance John Lennon in this song? What do you think about it? Well, I think it's great. I love the song. And uh, it's, it's refreshing to hear a Beatles song again. And um, I know you have mixed feelings about it. Um, but that's great, isn't it? Because it's it's the Beatles. And yeah, it's God, you know, I just, I, I was, I've listened to it a few times and it's growing on me. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot of it. What about Cheryl's point? And what Charles just said, that it becomes a slippery slope. You're using John Mayer's likeness. Now, she's not, it didn't sound like this person is releasing the song, she's just using it to pitch it to certain artists. So eventually, I guess there would be a real artist whose voice would be on it, but that's using someone's likeness, which there are copyright laws against that, right? Yeah, I mean, so let's look at it. There's a couple of ways of looking at this, first of all. First, first and foremost is the law. So if you're going to have the right to do this then you have to pay for it and it has to be legal and you need permissions and that's pretty much where the industry stands on this and that's if we look at someone like for instance what the abra are doing with the avatars or even even though it doesn't really use you know ai but it's new technology u2 in the sphere i mean there those artists are alive they're making artistic decisions and it's up to them what they want to do the question then becomes is that the right thing to do after someone has passed away and who has the rights to do that whether that's legal or not that's something we have to contend with and that's where it gets really complicated and i think that's what cheryl crow was getting at and why she was really worried it wasn't just the legal aspects which were cle clearly need to be sorted out but also the ethical parts about whether this is something that is right or wrong and that's something we've all got to make a decision about so let's let's eliminate the legal issue for a second and I'm not even sure I understand the full, fully understand the ethical issue here. But the, the to me, and, and I, I want to know what you think because this is your area. Um, she said it takes the soul out of the song, out of the music, when you have a um, when you have AI duplicating what a real singer would do. What about auto tune? I mean, auto tune can totally change what somebody sounds like, and it's been used now for several decades 
by most singers. So haven't we already started going down the road? Okay, well, first of all, I'm a doctor, not a priest. So when it comes <laughs> to matters of the soul, um, I remain hopeful, but I don't know much about that. Um, I think what she's talking about is the integrity of the artistic experience. And I think that that's kind of artist-specific. So some artists might think that this te technology is, and autotune is a good example, a way, a creative way of expressing themselves. And, you you know, there's some great autotune being used. Some artists, like Drake, for instance, wouldn't be Drake without autotune. Right. It becomes part of the sound the same way Jimi Hendrix used distortion. So that's good. It, the difference, though, is when it comes to someone using Drake's voice and Drake not knowing anything about it, um, then it's, we know that that's, and you're quite right to move away from the legal side and the ethical part, ethics, what ethics mean? It means what do we care about? And that's a big question. But we go, do we care? Do we care about the environment? Do we care about this? Do we care about that? And if we do, then what do we need to do about that? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm working towards this initiative called AIOK, which pretty much says what it does in the tin from uh, products and services in music, where we label not just what AI is, but also we what we care about and the, the best uses of AI. So we may not like the Beatles song, but we may like the use of AI so that fans like me can hear a song by the Beatles um, that they've agreed to. And it's simple enough to, to work our way through that. You're right. It's, it's easy when the artists involved say, yes, they want. That's fine. If, if the artists involved are on board with it, then I don't have it. We, we, we got to bring you yeah. back because I want to, the next time we bring you back, I want to talk about, hey, maybe they're not going to copy other artists. They're going to create new artists in AI that have great, interesting voices. But that's cool. for an, another discussion. <laughs> uh, to be continued. Love Martin. having to you be on, continued. Love having you on. Great to see you both. Take care. All right. We're not even getting into the song because I'm a huge Beatles <laughs> fan and I'm just But you know what's interesting about the song? It. It was interesting when you think about it, and I didn't realize this until I was... So heard someone say it last night that the it's John, but he's talking about Paul. Paul. Yeah. Well, that's kind of sentimental. It's sentimental. I just help? don't like the song. You don't like sentimental? No. No. <laughs> I like yesterday. <laughs> How's that? Okay. Jeez. Uh, we're taking a break. All right. Uh, when we come back, Jeff Bezos pulling up stakes and leaving the place he has lived for, gosh, almost 30 years. That is Seattle, the place he founded. Amazon, and now he and Lauren Sanchez are moving to warmer climates. I'll tell you where they're going and why it's um, a smart financial move. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TMZ Live. By the way, stop this. Yeah, I was. I, that's what I said to you. No. Stop wearing the same color. Just stop it. You it's know. not exactly the same I color. got in first. Yours is more I of got a here faded. First. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Okay, we got stuff to talk. <laughs> yes, we do. It is the end of an era for Jeff Bezos. Calm down, Lauren Sanchez. We're not, that's not what we meant. <laughs> not what we meant. Uh, <laughs> that's I should, funny. I shouldn't have done that. No, that's uh, funny. Uh, Jeff and Lauren, his fiance, are leaving Seattle, the place that he has called home for almost 30 years. And he is... 
actually it has been 30 years, it's been over 30 years. Um, he moved there in the early 90s and- How much time did he spend there though? Started Amazon there. Yeah. Um, and that is the estate um, that he currently owns. I guess he's gonna be uh, listing oh, I thought place. that I thought that was Amazon, it's so big. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could be. Um, but he is leaving Seattle and headed to Miami, like a lot of other people. And this is home. He's, for him, it's a homecoming, he says. And it's true because he was a part of the class of Miami uh, in 82, and he went to uh, Miami Palmetto High School. And so he's mm -hmm. been there throughout his high school years. And as you get older, you know, some people like to have a slowed down lifestyle. They're moving back near parents, maybe, you know, to be closer to family. I know I'm from Chicago, and sometimes, you know, recently I've been thinking, do I move back to Chicago to have kids, to have my grandparents have relationships with the kids? So maybe he just wants to be closer and realizing you that, you know. You want to shovel snow? Uh, yeah, it's been part of my childhood. I'll do it again. But honestly, I, I think it's also a part of like he's in uh, with Lauren Sanchez. They like to go out. They like to be seen. They like to go on the yacht. And they're closer to a body of water where the ports are. A lot of celebrities. celebrities in Seattle. Yeah, there's obviously a faster lifestyle in Miami. But he just bought, um, he bought a, a, remember he bought a home for his parent, for his mom um, and then he bought the property next door or something? Yeah, because he right? bought it down in Indian Creek in Florida. He has two residents down there. So one of them, I think, was his for, a parent, for his parents, and one of them was for him. A couple so. of things, though. A couple of things. He's building this enormous house in L.A. So it's not like he's just got one yeah, place where he's moving to Miami. LA. I mean, he's going to be in L.A. a lot. The thing that strikes me the most is, look at this video that we dug up. Well, it, he dug it up. Well, he dug it up, <laughs> right. That, that, that um, This is Jeff Bezos. When he started Amazon, this is in back Seattle. in '94. '94. Obviously, the surroundings are much different, but so also is he. He is. He is like way different. This is the uh, first office of Amazon.com Inc. And uh, over here, this is my desk here. And that's the uh, fax machine, as you can see there. See this big orange uh, extension cord? This is one of the contraptions we have to have because there's not enough power in this room. Uh, so we have to bring in some extra circuit breakers. And uh, that's about it. So it doesn't take long to tour the offices of Amazon.com. So from that room to a company that is now, right now, the market cap is one point, almost 1.5 trillion. That's just crazy. Hey, what's up, world? It's your boy, CL, representing DigiWax Media. You know how it goes. Happy wife, happy life. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, but what's the whole point of having all the success with Amazon if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor uh, the way you want? So congratulations. Miami's awesome, and it's great for technology, and he'll be right at home with his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> he did say another reason is that uh, Blue Origin is doing a lot of operations out of Cape Canaveral yeah, now. Yeah, so. that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> it sounded good, I'm sure, in the press release. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to Al Pacino. And, this, um, is, this is weird to me. You know that he and Nora Alfala really had, uh, had a baby recently. Al is, what, 83? 83. Um, and we told you that they were going into court and that they were going to get a, a custody agreement. We thought... Well, there's a, reason, no, just, no, there's a reason for this. You get that when yes. you're not married, and especially if he's up there in age that she wants to secure her, her custodial rights. Right, and we thought that that was just sort makes of- Makes sense. A, establishing that legal basis It makes there. sense. Turns out, um, they also worked out a child, uh, support, child support amount. And by the way, and they are still together. Big, yes, they are together. Um, but Al is gonna be writing a check to Nor every month for $30,000. So, 
Child support. That's so, child support. Th- so it's like they're. But if they're together, they're together, why is he paying child support? And and by the way, um, well, if, if he doesn't pay it and he lets and she lets it skate, it, you know, when Al passes, she can go into in, into court, uh, probate court, and say to the estate, "Look, the estate owes me." A lot of money. This $30,000 is really just the tip of the iceberg. He's also paying her $110,000 up front. He's also picking up all the education for the kid, all the health care for the kid. That makes sense. So it, it does. It's just think about how much money this is to her. So she's getting thirty dollars a month. It's tax-free. Child support payments are, are tax-free. So it's the equivalent of about, what, five hundred grand a year in income. And she, in addition, most of the kid's... Expenses are paid for. Do you, so, does, this, does this make sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. No, it doesn't. The only it's way a it would huge make amount sense, of money. The only way it would make sense is I know they are together as a couple, but maybe they're not living together. And if they're not living together... Then you pay the other person's expenses, but you don't pay a flat amount plus expenses. Well, this is the way you pay their expenses, but... No, 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 support, Jason, you said that he's paying other expenses, too, Yeah, right? he's paying for all $15,000 a year in an education fund, so that's going to be basically a 529 to cover all of the uh, expenses, any expenses for college, $13,000 a month for a night nurse, medical expenses outside yeah, of insurance, that's covering that's insurance, obviously. He's already paying that, so he's giving her thirty. Thousand on, I, I just have not heard. But because it's child support, it's tax free. So maybe that's the uh, the rub here. It's just know. weird that they're together. Oh, but a lot of money. Who knows? Yeah. I know y'all are doing better financially than myself, but from Al's perspective, you got to look at it like this. He's worth over a hundred million over eighteen years. That's going to run him about seven and a half million. So you're talking about less than eight percent of his net worth for a man that's you know no offense, probably got ten fifteen years at best left in this world. What else is he going to do with his money other than have a super hot new baby mama and take care of the kids? Like, it's costing them literally nothing. You got $100 million. You're not missing seven. Wow, 10, you, to you 15, just, 10 to 15 extra years at 83. Boy, you inspired when you, me. When you said Thank no you. offense, who, who were you talking to? Yeah, who were you talking to? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll refrain from answering that question. I don't know. Yeah. I plead We should have seen this coming. Uh, Selena Gomez did not, actually we did see it coming. After Selena Gomez posted her statement about the conflict in Israel. Which is so down the line, she's not really saying anything anyway. She really didn't, but she got lots of people commenting about Of course. Her statement. She's got a lot of followers. And it is too much for her. Last night she decided, I'm taking a break and deleting my Instagram. I'm done. I do not support any of what's going on. Even that last sentence is, what any of what? Any what of is what? it you don't support? Can I just say, she doesn't support people going after her. She doesn't support people who support her. She doesn't support, I, I don't know. I want to hear what Barack Obama has to say about it. Right. I want to hear what Hillary Clinton has to say about it. I want to mm-hmm. hear, I want to hear about people who really understand this conflict right. and take a position. But what's, what we're seeing is, and I'm sorry for saying this, but we're seeing so many celebrities that are just trying to walk a line and say, I've got to say something, but I don't but want to really go this be way or this way. You don't have you to don't say have anything. You don't have to say right. anything. Nobody's clamoring. Like, come on. Yeah, nobody's clamoring for Selena Gomez's opinion here. And or most celebrities. Right. You, and you've got all these celebrities who are trying to boil down an incredibly complex situation. But they're not even trying to boil it down, Babcock. What they're trying to do is walk a line 
so that they're so that they think the end game is nobody's going to criticize right. us. And it, it is an impossible thing to do. Nobody could thread that needle. It's it's impossible. It's too complex, and it's certainly not going to be done in a single Instagram post. Just celebrities out there, just stop. No, nobody needs to hear from you on this. I will say, and I agree with everything that we just said, with what you just said, and you too, Mike, but it is significant that she is walking away. Selena Gomez, I know it goes back and forth, but she, at most of the time, has the most followers of anyone yeah. on, on Instagram. So I just, I've that's read a her, big loss I've for Instagram, so many times, Charles. I don't even know what she's trying to say. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I know what she's trying to say. The, what all these other celebrities was, have said, which is, you know, I, 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 I can't stand the tragedy on both sides, which is, you know, kind of, of course. Yeah. And she never takes a real stand on the complexity of right. this. It's like, what should they do? What I mean, should look, happen here, 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 here's, you, here's what I want to hear. If you can't take a stand, then you probably shouldn't say anything Here's what, Here's what I want to hear. you don't want to take a stand. You, you got a situation, and look, I, I will take this stand. You've got a situation where on October 7th, you had terrorists come in and slaughter people in Israel and behead and rape them. So you've got that situation, and now the question is, what does Israel do to respond? Obviously, Hamas knew there would be this kind of response. All right. And now the question is, what do you do? And if you want to take a firm stand, which people do, you're going to get criticized by a lot of people. But don't pretend like, okay, I can walk this line and not really say anything, but pretend I'm saying something. It's kind of, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Hi, my name is Aisha Taylor from Clearwater, Florida. And um, I want to give you my input on Selena Gomez. Um, she's very influential and she reaches a lot of people. And for her to say that and people are dying is very disingenuous. And I'm so glad she deactivated her Instagram. One less airhead <laughs> on social media. Wow. We didn't say that. And by the way, she posted that yesterday evening that she was going to delete her Instagram. It's still there. We just checked just now and it's still there. So maybe she's wavering. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, on that, she, she's, she's on, on even, that line again. <laughs> I mean, she's maybe on I'm that line again. Them. The old saying in Hollywood, don't work with children or animals. Who? Um, <laughs> very appropriate. See what you did there? Uh, because Big Boy uh, from Outkast did a post-game performance at Kennesaw State University at a football game last weekend, and he was the hired performer. And everyone knows that Big Boy is a big fan of owls. He has, I think, at least four of them at home. He brought one on stage because the owl is the mascot for Kennesaw State. But it did uh, not go as he, planned. His second he stepped out, that's the very beginning of the show, had one of his owls with him, and got you spooked. can see it got spooked. Yeah, something happened. I mean, it probably didn't like the large crowds of people and right. all the noise at the game. The bass? Yeah, the bass, but uh, eventually he got it to a handler and the show went on. I think that was Hootie Who. His owl. Oh, what are you? I, I think you know that the that, names well, of his owl. Well, Devin, Devin, Devin. Owls. How do you know the difference between Hootie Who and it's the other? He's introduced them in lighter interviews. brown. It's like yeah. a, it's almost like a tan color, and I think Houdini is darker. <laughs> wow, so. you know your owls, dude. Uh, Big boy wow. introduced them once in an interview. I'm he sat down and said, and said, "Here are my owls." Who, who, who was the? Um, and that wasn't a joke. Who was the? Um, the who? the performer that brought the horse into the nightclub and then got dragged for it. Do you guys remember this? Oh, was that CeeLo Green? Was I think it, it was. CeeLo? Oh, CeeLo, that's was. right. It was a, like a, night, a party in a nightclub. Yeah, you yeah. don't do this with, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's, it's not gonna work it just out. Freaks it doesn't them. work out for you and as say, a performer. Say Creed and Roy, I need oh, another. Okay, well, that's, Devin. A that's, a that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. 
Way to take it to the next level. Hi, my name is Steve Hargrove. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, Although I was impressed to see him owning a majestic animal like a, a an owl. On the other hand, to bring an owl on stage yeah. in front of thousands of people, yeah. any well trained animal probably would not stay calm because they're not because they're not used to that environment, right. And, right. It, and it's very the scary. Sound and yeah, it's got to be that. It's got to be real out. scary. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Hi, my name's Christina. I'm from Coquitlam, BC, Canada, and I'm super excited for Kourtney Kardashian. I do hope that she did have her baby with all this speculation. Um, you know, Courtney or Khloe Kardashian had a somewhat cryptic message on her Snapchat this morning just after seven, posting a picture of Courtney uh, with her belly and a heart and a baby emoji. Um, so I'm going to believe that that's cryptic. That's another breadcrumb. There you go. Yeah, a lot of bread. I'm full. Uh, one more. Mercedes from Arizona. When people struggle with addiction, it's hard for them to get away from it. I think it's beautiful to have a foundation where it's memorializing Matthew Perry as someone who is helping others and is something that his friends and family can draw from rather than the addictions themselves. And it's beautiful to see someone who is being remembered as helping others rather than someone who couldn't help themselves. Yeah. I think anybody would want that to be their living legacy. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Ben Affleck loves a burger. I did not know this about him. You can this just burger tell. in particular. Um, but he had a little lunch break yesterday in his car. He looks it's like... It's almost like he's meditating before... It no, it looks like sex. <laughs> it does. I mean, this guy is just enamored by this jack-in-the-box I would love burger. to know what kind of burger it I was. I do what too. kind of burger I was that? Know. So he did eat the burger. Um, we didn't realize at first is that he was illegally parked, apparently, while eating said burger. And, and the police, and the police, Santa police, Monica came, police came over like, you gotta move, buddy. Can you imagine if the cop looks down and recognizes him and it's like, wait a minute, Ben Affleck's eating a jack-in-the-box burger. What's, what's, what's It's like, here? do I want to ask him about Jack in the Box? Do you want to ask him about J-Lo? He looked at it. I'm just glad he wasn't driving when he was eating the burger because he has a hard time with two hands on the wheel. I'm hungry now. Oh, that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. Well, he has gotten a few accidents. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.